A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. I'm Auntie Nat and it's great you have come to join us for our worship time. Hi Auntie Cecily, how's your week been? Oh, I've had a good but a busy week, but I'm so glad to be here with you all for another worship time. Yes, I'm glad the Sabbath has arrived. Auntie Cecily, would you like to say hello to someone who regularly watches our program and joins with our worship time? I sure would. I actually have several children to say hello to. I'd like to send a big hello to Colby, Taylor and Brianna from Queensland. Hi Colby, hello. Taylor and Brianna. Hello. Now there's someone else we need to say hello to. Hello Teddy, it's so good to have you on the couch with us. Erin, can you please say a prayer for us to welcome in our worship time? Dear Lord, thank you that we are all here together to welcome in your Sabbath day. Thank you for the many blessings you have given us this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Erin. Now let's look at another key to the kingdom. And I'm going to get Sophie to open our box today and see what our key is. Confess your wrongs. Can you turn the label over and tell us what the Bible text is? 1 John 1 verse 9. Thanks, Sophie. Caleb, can you please read that text for us from the Bible? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Caleb. Arnie Cecily, can you tell us more about this key? Yes. Remember last week's lesson, David repented of his sin, but he also confessed it. He didn't try to make his sin any less serious than it really was. Confession's not about blaming someone else. It's about taking responsibility for our own actions. In David's prayer of repentance in Psalm 51.3, he said, for I acknowledge or I admit my transgressions and my sin is always before me. So to confess your sin is to admit that you did it. Confession will not be acceptable to God without sincere repentance and a willingness to change our ways. God's created us with the power of choice and we can choose whether to follow God or not. What we can do is give our will or our power of choice to God and ask him to guide us or to direct our steps day by day so that we are simply carrying out his will. Caleb, have you had to confess something to your mum or dad when you've done something wrong? Yeah. And was that a hard thing to do? Mm, not really. And why was that? I knew mum wouldn't be angry at me if I told her the truth and owned up. Well, it's just like that when we confess our sins to our Heavenly Father. Sometimes it seems hard to do, but if we ask God to help us confess, we'll find that it's not so hard to do and we'll feel so much better when we do. So as we spend time with the King this Sabbath, let's ask God to give us the gift of repentance and confession so that God can forgive us and cleanse us and keep a place for us in his kingdom. 
Thanks, Arnie Cecily, for sharing the third key with us. God wants us to ask him about everything and he will give us the help we need. I can see that Braden has arrived to help us with our worship time. It's good to be here. Hi, boys and girls. Let's sing Remember the Sabbath. Looking forward, looking back, we're going to keep on track. Looking forward, looking back, we're going to keep on track. Looking forward to salvation, looking back on God's creation. We'll remember where to keep God's Sabbath holy. Looking forward, looking back, we're going to keep on track. Looking forward, looking back, we're going to keep on track. Looking forward to salvation, looking back on God's creation. We will worship our Redeemer every Sabbath. Brayden, can we please sing I Am So Glad? We certainly can. I am so glad that our Father in heaven tells of His love in the book He has given. Wonderful things in the Bible I see. This is the dearest that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me, Jesus loves even me. Oh, if there's only one song I can sing, when in His beauty I see the great King, this shall my song in eternity be. Oh, what a wonder that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me, I am so glad that Jesus loves me, Jesus loves even me. Brayden, can we please sing a little talk with Jesus? That's a great song, let's sing it together. A little talk with Jesus makes it right, alright. A little talk with Jesus makes it right, alright. In trials of every kind, praise God I'll always find. A little talk with Jesus makes it right, alright. And again. A little talk with Jesus makes it right, alright. A little talk with Jesus makes it right, alright. In trials of every kind, praise God I'll always find. Thanks, Braden. Singing praises to God really lifts our spirits. Now, Dr. John has another inspiring story for us. Let's go and listen. Hello, boys and girls. It's wonderful to have you as my little friends again. I want to say a special welcome to the older people all around the world because I know you watch A Day with the King and you love the stories. Thank you for joining us today. I want to tell you a story from the Bible and I'll bet you've never heard it before. It's from the Bible and from history. And there's just one little verse in the Bible that mentions this name. But I start with a man called Manahem. And he was a prophet. And he was walking down the road one day. And this is from Josephus, the historian. And God said to Manahem, 
Do you see that little boy walking down the road? Jeremiah, you'd be my little boy today. Stand up and turn around. Now, this little boy was going to school and he wasn't too happy about it. He was walking, come on, going to school face. Yeah. All right. Now, God said to Manahem, I want you to go and tell that boy that one day he's going to be king. Now, how do you tell a little boy who is seven years old? You're a bit older than seven. How do you tell a little boy something that he will not forget? Because little boys have got very good forgetteries. And so Manahem thought, I know what I'll do. He snuck up behind him. Don't you look at me. You look that way. And when the little boy least expected it, Manahem came up behind him and went boom on the backside. And he jumped in the air and he turned around and he said, young man, one day you will be king. Off you go to school. Thank you, Jeremiah. And many years later, the boy became king. And the first thing he did was to call Manahem. He said, you made a prophecy that I was going to be king. And you were right. He said, will I be king for 10 years? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Will I be king for 20 years? Mm-hmm. Then he got bold. He said, 30 years? And Manahem's face didn't look quite as cheerful. And he said, yes, but your last 10 years won't be very happy ones. Oh, okay. And he said, I'm going to reward you by adopting your son, and he will be a half-brother to one of the princes. The king's name was, he called himself Hero, Hero the Great. We know him as Herod. And he became a special friend, did little Manaean, the son of Manahem, to King Antipas. And he stayed with him. He ate in the royal table. Everything he did was at the royal table. And he was probably watching when Jesus was tortured and teased and mocked by King Antipas. And one day he said, I cannot stay here any longer. And he said, that man that you crucified, Jesus Christ, I believe he was the Messiah, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. And I have to leave. He went all the way across to Antioch and all the disciples were in Antioch because they had been driven by persecution out of Jerusalem. And one day God said, I want you to do a very special thing. I want you to ordain my servant Saul and Barnabas to be ministers and to spread the gospel to the whole world. And I've got one of your Day with the King's Bibles and I've got a bookmark here and there is only one text that mentions Manan and it is from Acts chapter 13 and verse 1. Let me read it. Now in the church there was Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, and Manan. And then it says, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Lord said, Now separate me, Barnabas and Saul, 
and they fasted and prayed and they put their hands on them and ordained them to the gospel. That little boy who grew up in that awful home, there is a lovely hymn that says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. And he saw Jesus at his trial and he gave his heart to him. And I am really looking forward to meeting Manan in the kingdom of heaven. Are you? We're all going to be there. Thank you, boys and girls. Come on in and join us for our Bible study. Don't forget to grab your Bible so you can follow along with us. Aunty Cecily, can you please say a prayer for us to open our study? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for our Bibles. And we just pray for the Holy Spirit to guide our minds and give us understanding as we read from your word. And please bless the children who are joining us from home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Abigail, do you remember what we studied about last Sabbath? David and his sin with Bathsheba. Yes, we know that David repented and God forgave him, but God could not take away the consequences of David's sin. And that is what we're going to study about today because it particularly affected his children. Okay, Erin, you're going to begin our study with 2 Samuel 12, 24 to 25. Then David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went into her and lay with her. So she bore a son, and he called his name Solomon. Now the Lord loved him, and he sent word by the hand of Nathan the prophet. So he called his name Jedi because of the Lord. Mm, so even though there was great controversy surrounding Solomon's birth, God loved him and he was given a special name by God, Jedediah, which means beloved by the Lord. You know what? God is so good. Now, because David had lots of children from different wives, the children were always in conflict with one another. The Bible tells us that Ammon did a great wrong against his stepsister Tamar and Absalom killed his stepbrother Ammon for what he did. Can you remember last Sabbath we read about David pronouncing his own judgment by saying the wrongdoer should pay fourfold? Well, this prophesied that David would lose four of his sons to death. The first was Bathsheba's first child and now the second was Ammon. Abigail, can you read 2 Samuel 13, 37 and 39? But Absalom fled to Talmai, the son of Amahud, king of Geshur, and David mourned for his son every day. And King David longed to see Absalom, for he had been com comforted concerning Ammon because he was dead. Mm, thanks, Abigail. Absalom fled to Geshur and stayed with King Talmai, who was actually his grandfather, and stayed there three years. Can you show us where the area of Geshur is? Thank you, Aunty Cecily. After David had mourned the loss of Ammon, he longed to make amends with Absalom. Jo Joab, who was David's commander, wanted to help with reuniting David and Absalom. This he did, and David agreed to bring his son back from exile, but he was not allowed to speak to his father. Bethany, can you read 2 Samuel 14, 25 to 26? Yeah. Now in all Israel, there was no one who was, who was praised as much as Absalom for his good looks. From the sole of his foot to the crown on his head, there was no blemish in him. And when he cut the hair of his head, at the end of every year he cut it, because it was heavy on him. When he cut it, he weighed the hair of his head at 200 shekels, according to the king's standard. Mm, so Absalom was known for his good looks and beautiful hair. Now, since being back in Jerusalem, 
Absalom had not seen his father for two years. If you add up the three years he was in exile, he had not seen his father for five years. This Absalom was getting tired of and demanded to speak to Joab, David's commander, to find out why. Sophie, can you read 2 Samuel 14.33? So Joab went to the king and told him, and when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king. Then the king kissed Absalom. Thanks, Sophie. Finally, reconciliation happened, but on Absalom's part was only superficial. He had become bitter and was working out ways he could overthrow his father. Absalom started standing at the main entrance of Jerusalem. Let's see what he would say. Matthew, can you read 2 Samuel 15, 4-6? Moreover, Absalom would say, Oh, that I were made judge in the land, and everyone who has any suit or cause will come to me, then I will give him justice. And so it was whenever anyone came near to bow down to say that he would put his hand and take him and kiss him. In the manner Absalom acted toward all Israel who, would, who came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the heart of the men of Israel. Thanks, Matthew. So Absalom, unbeknown to his father, was undermining David's leadership as king and telling the people that basically he would do a better job. Mia, can you read 2 Samuel 15, 13 to 14? Now a messenger came to David saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are with Absalom. So David said to all his servants who were with him at Jerusalem, Arise and let us flee, or we shall not escape from Absalom. Make haste to depart, lest lest he overtake us suddenly and bring disaster upon us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. Thanks, Mia. So with the threat of his own son and taking over his throne, David left Jerusalem with his household and his army so his beautiful city would not experience the ravages of war. David mourned greatly that he had to leave Jerusalem. David knew the reason his son was committing treason against him was the result of his sin with Bathsheba. Okay, let's see where they go. Arnie Cecily, can you read 2 Samuel 17, 24? Then David went to Mahanaim and Absalom crossed over the Jordan, he and all the men of Israel with him. Okay, let's have a look on the map where Mahanaim is. Arnie Cecily, can you please show us that? We've looked at that city before. So we just read that Absalom followed in pursuit with his men. And if if we were to read on, the Bible tells us that Absalom and his men lost the battle and Absalom died. Absalom was David's third son to die in the prophecy. The Bible tells us that after this, David returned to Jerusalem to continue his rule as king over Israel. Let's see what David gets up to next. Aaron, can you please read 1 Chronicles? We're going back to going over to 1st Chronicles now. 1st Chronicles 21, 2 to 3, please. So David said to Job and to the leaders of the people, go number Israel from Beersheba to Dan and bring the number of them to me that I may know it. And Job answered, may the Lord make his people a hundred times more than they are. But my Lord, the King, are they not all my Lord's servants? Then why does my Lord inquire this thing? Why should he be a cause of guilt in Israel? Oh dear. 
David wanted to follow the customs of what the nations around him were doing. Pride moved on his heart. Even Joab, David's commander, knew that they shouldn't do this thing. Let's look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they shine on these verses. Abigail, can you please read that for us? The prosperity of Israel under David had been due to the blessing of God rather than to the ability of her king or strength of her armies. But in but increasing of the military resources in the kingdom would give to the impression of surrounding nations that Israel's trust was in her armies, not in the power of Jehovah. Mm, thanks, Abigail. God wanted the nation of Israel to depend on him to fight their battles. He didn't want them to depend on the numbers of their army, but David was insistent. Bethany, can you read 1 Chronicles 21, 7 to 8, please? And God was displeased with this thing. Therefore, he struck Israel. So David said to God, I have sinned greatly because I have done this thing. But now I pray, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. Again, David realized what he had done and repented. God sent the prophet Gad to David and God gave David three choices of punishment, either three years of famine, three months of war with his enemies or three days punishment from God. Sophie, can you read First Chronicles 21, 13? And David said to Gad, I am in great distress. Please let me fall into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are very great, but do not let me fall into the hand of men. So David decided that he would much rather receive punishment from God than from man because he knew God was more merciful. Let's look at our memory verse in Ephesians 2.4 and let's read that together. You got that? But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. So because of God's great love for us, he shows us great mercies. Matthew, can you please read 1 Chronicles 21, 14 to 16. So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel and 70,000 men of Israel fell. And God sent an angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. And so was, as he was destroying the Lord looked and relented of the disaster. He said to the angel who was destroying, It is enough. Now restrain your hand. And the angel of the Lord stood by the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. Then David lifted his eyes and saw the angel of the Lord standing between earth and heaven, having in his hand a drawn sword stretched out over Jerusalem. So David and the elders clothed in sackcloth, fell on their faces and fell on their faces. Mm. Thanks, Matthew. David was greatly humble that 70,000 had died because of his sin. God directed David to build an altar to God at the threshing floor of Ornan and offer burnt offerings and peace offerings to God. This David did, and God accepted the offerings with fire from heaven. We serve such a merciful God. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we study today. Here's how you can get that. 
Hey boys and girls, as Auntie Nat said, you can get your own devotionals. Yes, you can download them free from our website at adaywiththeking.com. And Anna, we can't forget to tell the kids to check out Teddy's blog. We have some behind-the-scenes photos of filming the program. Yes, and we also have some photos of Teddy going on his annual visit to the vet. We love to hear where around the world you're watching the program from, so drop us a line and let us know. Get a pen and write down our email address now, dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au. So, so hop online today. Thanks, Kate and Anna. Boys and girls, perhaps there's someone you can share one of the devotionals with to help them understand how much God loves them. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to be studying about next week? Yes, next Sabbath we are going to study about a king who asks for something special from God. We look forward to studying that with you again next week. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over the memory verse we learnt in our Bible study today? Yes, let's all say it together. Ephesians 2, 4 But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he has loved us. Well, children, our worship time's almost over again. Caleb, what did you learn about the king today? That God wants us to ask him if we need help. Yes, he does. God is always willing to help us. Auntie Nat, are we ready to sing our blessing song to the girls and boys at home? Yes, I think so. Children, can you turn around so that we can sing our blessing song to the children at home? and had lots of faith in God through all the tough times. My favourite story is Ruth because she was brave to follow Naomi to a foreign town. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.